Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes! Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40 and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. P.J. Glasser in the night. Nick Ashew here. Got the heat up three on the Bucks. 62-59, to go in the third. Cleveland now turning this thing around. They were down seven earlier, up on 11 on the Hawks. 81-70. P.J., it is competitive because it's NBA in-season tournament night except for the Chicago Bulls. I told you that might be a blowout. 85-57, Boston up on Chicago. Ooh. That is an ugly, ugly score. I had somebody write into my show today, and they were like, should I lay the 13 with the Celtics? And I'm like, yeah, yes, you should. The Celtics are the Celtics are covering they're big numbers this the, year. They're playing the Bulls. You absolutely should. Nobody wants to be there. Everybody wants out. Zach Levine's begging to get traded. Nobody wants to trade for him, and rightfully so. The Bulls are a mess. Bulls yep. are an absolute disaster. So it's been a long, long time since Michael Jordan roamed the halls of the United Center. That's for sure. Man, Syracuse is up 79-53 to 53 on LSU. Woo. That's How's not your good. Mississippi State up? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. no. Oh, I didn't even see the final, man. 67 to 59. Oh, Ridiculous. I good. know. They held Georgia Tech to 60s. I, Nick, I told you. I mean, they probably made like three three pointers. I got to check the stats. They're dead to me. I want to see what the, what's the last. <laughs> Seven for 30. 23% well, from that's three something. point range. Ridiculous. What's the live total right now? So we don't, Okay, so. It is off the board, but the last one up, 169.5 for Miami, Kentucky. Oh, man. Dude, Kentucky, yeah, they can't miss. In the, they can't. Uh, they can't miss. Yeah, they look he... really good. Kentucky's very good this year. Uh, like Kai said, though, it's just, is this offense going to be sustainable? Because they're shooting a ton of threes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, jump shooting teams, when you get to March Madness, it's it's extremely hit or miss. You know, you're going to have to win six games, obviously, and you're not going to all do them the same way. you got to find different ways to win. Um but, yeah, man, their their offense is really, really good. The question now becomes, can Miami make this a ball game? Because the last thing I want to see is this game to get slowed down at all, PJ. Mm. Not somebody taking the over like me. You, on the other hand, I know would feel differently. I, I would love. <laughs> I would love. Let's get some scrubs in there. Can Mississippi State players start nope, showing up nope, to Rupp nope, Arena? No, we want none of that, my Shoot friend. Shoot some bricks, please. None of we that We need a right couple now. of clanks. That'd be nice. I'm also waiting for my tie to tip off here in 27 minutes, Nick. So another high total in that game, 159 and a half. PJ, I'm going to give you an example of why I don't like taking unders with stars. I threw it into a parlay. It was kind of an effort parlay. You get a bonus bet, and I'm going to just be like, yeah, I'm going to have a little fun with it. Sure. Giannis now has 15. I had the under 32 and a half. I, ju- you know, I didn't juice it. You know, I jumped it up a little bit, right? 32 and a half. Yeah. I'm not feeling – oh, make it 17. Not feeling good about that. Yeah, that may kill the free, whole thing. a couple of free throws. I rarely ever do it, but I look I, – like, Because the that's Bam always matchup. Been a thing. Yeah, you there like were, the matchup against Bam. And that's, that's, that's kind of like one of those well-known – like it's one of the few matchups he doesn't play well in, and it's similar to like when I talked about the Kavon Looney, DeMontis sure. Sabonis match. Up. That's just become a well-known, like, when these guys play, this is what you do. And eventually it can go the other way. And I'm feeling right now it's going to go the other way. Unless maybe we get a blowout and they sit Giannis. I'm hoping for a blowout in that game. Giannis just sits down, 
just relax. We don't need you to score anymore. It's going to be fine. No big deal. So. I, I think he was bothered by the uh, by the Heat culture jerseys, so he's deciding <laughs> to go absolutely nuts in this game. Yeah, I, I'd be worried about taking under points with some, with some superstars. I rarely do it, man, and this is a reason why. And I'm already, you know, I'm I'm Ron Burgundy right now. I immediately regret this decision, and I knew it. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the case. All right, so we got a uh, Seahawks Cowboys on Thursday night football. I'm, I mean, we talked to uh, Michael Sean Degar earlier uh, from the Athletic, and he says it looks like Kenneth Walker, like he didn't participate today in practice. It's almost guaranteed, without guaranteeing it, that he doesn't play in that game. Mm-hmm. You're losing a major offensive weapon with questions about Geno Smith's health right now. And I got to be honest with you. Uh, When I sit here and I look at the way that Seattle is trending, I am a little bit concerned about where this game's going to go. We got a lot of injuries, and we got a lot of line movement because of those injuries early in the year. So let's take a look at all those, including this one, and what it could be. Is he gone? For how long? How does this affect sides? Totals? Props? It's time for another installment of... Market Movers. PJ, did you ever or have you ever watched uh, Futurama? I've not. Okay, you're not going to get the reference either. Nobody's watched this damn thing. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. You won't get it, because every time I hear that and nobody else has watched it on this show, nobody, he sounds like the professor in the the show. No, I I feel like I'm in a telenovela. Like, I I like it. That was the goal. It's very dramatic. It is. I'm a fan. In case you were wondering, PJ, it's... Very dramatic. Uh, yeah, I, I Thursday night football is just feels cursed this year. It always does. I, the one thing, and you brought, I think this is a great point, is that both Seattle and Dallas are coming off really full full rest, right? Like yeah. a full week. Mm-hmm. They played on Thanksgiving, so that's a good thing. But what I am concerned about, Cowboys are nine-point favorites in this. Dallas, when they're a heavy favorite, they they go out and they run teams off the Normally field. Normally do. And right now I see a Seattle team that's trending in the wrong direction. They can't get offenses off the field. Geno Smith and that offense, not only is he not healthy, but they've scored only three touchdowns over the last four games. This has the field to me, with Kenneth Walker also likely out in this game. I think Dallas rolls. Dallas, I, I'm laying the points with Dallas the total in this, I probably wouldn't touch because I don't know what Seattle's offense is going to look like. I This just feels like a Dallas rolling type of game. I, I would agree with you. I think it's a terrible matchup for Seattle, man. Gino, he really struggles with defenses that are able to take him off his spots. I mean, you look at the Rams game week one when that Rams, really the both Rams games. I mean, the way that they were able to suffocate him, move his pocket against the Ravens. They only scored three points, really struggling against San Francisco and that D-line. So these defenses that can get pressure, I mean, he really, really struggles. So I'm with you, Nick. This is what Dallas does, man. Mm-hmm. Like you said, when they're big favorites at home, they tend to roll in these types of games. And uh, we know what a big advantage it usually is for teams to play at home on Thursday night football, even though, like you said, again, it is technically a full week of prep. So hopefully this is one of the better Thursday games that we get. I, I just, man, yeah, I-, I like Dallas. And normally I like taking teams like Seattle and spots like this where they had an embarrassing loss at home. They're going on the road. Seattle's normally a pretty good road team under Pete Carroll, but I just think they're really overrated. You know, like yeah. their defense is is good, but in the secondary, but up front they're not great. And then 
you know, offensively, especially with Kenneth Walker out, that's going to be a big loss. JSN's been been really good the last couple weeks. I think maybe you target him. Seattle's probably going to be trailing in this game, so he could get you some garbage yards potentially. Um, I really don't know if there are any other props that I would love in this game. Geno interception for sure would be one. I could see him having a couple turnovers. I'm with you, though. I'd probably, uh, I'd probably lay it with Dallas. Maybe you tease him down to three. You know that you got the nine there. Mm-hmm. You tease him down to the flat three. I think that's another option. Uh, Seattle team total under. I think I'm going to like in this game as well. I just think they're, it's going to be tough for them to score. It's 19 and a half points. It is juice to minus 145. I just, I, man, I just, I can envision it now. Like that Dallas pass rush against Geno is really, it's, it's going to give them a, a tough, tough game. Geno Smith at the end of last season, after his last 300-yard game, which was December 4th, against the Rams. He threw for 367 yards. He went to 264, 238, 215, 183, then back up slightly to 213. That was 2022. One of my biggest concerns coming into this year with Seattle was, are we going to see Geno Smith from the beginning of last year or the end of last year? And we saw some flashes of, hey, wait a second, is this guy an MVP? But not as much this season. And now we're watching that regression again where... I I take this one game out and I'll show you what that I'll tell you what that game is in a second. But if you look at October fifteenth, lost to C, lost to Cincinnati, he threw for three twenty six, completed about sixty six percent of his passes, two hundred nineteen passing yards, two fifty four, just one fifty seven against your Baltimore Ravens, then three sixty nine against Washington. I throw that out because their defense is horrible and they are a slump buster for every team's passing game in the NFL across the board. And by the way, they still will be moving forward. So throw that out. Just 233, 180. I know he missed time against San Francisco, so that number's a little... We're watching the numbers continue to go down again mm-hmm. to where I'm starting to see the Geno Smith regression second half of the season that we got last year, and I'm losing a lot of confidence in Seattle. Now, yes, they're 6-4. and four. Yes, this is considering half of the matchups we've had on Thursday Night Football. I sit around and go, hey, man, we got Cowboys and Seahawks, PJ. I'm excited about it. But then you kind of really start to look at what Seattle's become, and it just it just has a feel of this could be very, very ugly for Seattle because Dallas is a great front-runner team. Now, the only thing, and I don't think this is going to be a factor, uh, Micah Parsons mispracticed today with an illness. Dante Fowler was out too, but like he'll probably be fine in the next couple of days. This is the time of year where people get sick. Uh, obviously, you can look, look at this set right now, and glad to have you here, PJ. Get better, Ryan. Uh, but, you know, this... It, it, it's just, that'd be the only thing I think that gives Seattle any sort of sign of life is if you have a bunch of guys getting sick and they can't play. Yeah. Like, that's really it. No, I think, I mean, we've seen Seattle go up against some of these elite teams in the NFL. You know, we saw them play the Ravens. They get blown out. We saw them play San Francisco. They get blown out. I know they won at Detroit early on in the season. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think this is a smash spot for Dallas. I think I think they win this by double digits. So I'm with you. I'd probably... I'd lay the number with them. I don't have really any thoughts on the total. Probably be an under for me. Just again, primetime unders keep rolling with that trend. And I, I don't see Seattle scoring much in this game. So for this over to hit, Dallas would have to do it by themselves. They're certainly capable. I mean, they've scored 40-plus a number of different times at home this season. But, uh, yeah, that, that Dallas minus nine, I think, is a pretty good play on Thursday. Yeah, and then we've got Jonathan Taylor who's going to miss a couple of weeks, too. This kind of came as a surprise out of nowhere today. Of course, Scott Lynn was like, oh, he's on my fantasy team. And then he lists off, like, three great running backs. He's got, I'm like, what are you, what are you complaining about? <laughs> now, you'll, you'll be fine. I think you'll be okay. The thumb surgery, they're saying two to four weeks. 
Sounds like it might be closer to two at mm-hmm. this point. So now Indy's just a one-point favorite over Tennessee. Uh, I, I just I never know what to make of the Titans week by week at this point. But I, we've watched the Colts offense still move the football without Jonathan Taylor out there on the field, right? Like, they, they've been able to run the game. Uh, run the game. They've been able to run the ball. If I could speak, that would be good. I'm trying to look up exactly. I wanted to see last week and exactly what. Yeah, I mean, listen, Gardner Minshew's going to be a liability, right? Gardner Minshew will turn the ball over. But Zach Moss will just get more carries. He had eight carries for 55 yards last week, but he really came on when Jonathan Taylor was out. And we watched somebody get significant attention, right? 11 for 66 against New Orleans a few weeks ago. He hasn't gotten a lot of carries over the last couple of weeks. But 18 for 57 against Cleveland. 23 carries, 165 yards against Tennessee the last time they played. So I would target Zach Moss in this game as somebody to really keep an eye on. I'm sure, obviously, the market's going to recognize that, too, and jump those numbers up a ton and flake the hell out of them. But that's still somebody that if I'm the Colts, especially knowing Gardner Minshew is a turnover machine, this could be a big Zach Moss game. Feels like a great teaser spot for the Titans. Just teasing them up to plus seven. Tough to beat a team two times. Divisional game. I kind of like the Colts team total under at 22 and a half. Feels like when teams play at Tennessee, their offenses really tend to struggle. Colts have been killing it, though, with their team total overs this year. I think in 11 games, they're like nine and two. They're very quietly scoring a bunch of points this season. That's why they're six and five. I'm with you, though, Nick. The Titans are just, they're a gross watch, man. Derrick Henry, we, we all kind of wondered when it would finally come. When would Derrick Henry start yep. to look human and it's starting to hit? Will Levis, I mean, it's still early to tell with him. We've certainly seen some great moments. We've seen some not-so-good moments. Um, he hasn't faced the Colts yet, so that is a big advantage, um, even though the Titans have already played them. They're at home in this game. I just, I really don't have a good feel, but I do like teasing the Titans up to seven. I do kind of want to take the under in this game at 42 and a half. But again, because of how great the Colts have been this season, I mean, when you think of like high scoring teams in the NFL, the Colts are certainly not one of the first few names that come to mind, but they they have been really having a nice offensive year. And it just makes you wonder, like if Anthony Richardson stays healthy, what they could be doing this season. I'm really curious to see if the Dolphins even consider playing Devon A. Chan against Washington mm-hmm. when they're nine and a half point favorites, yeah. given that it's a knee and he just injured his knee and just got back from it. And now You're playing he's out on again. that field. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I think I'd probably sit him And Miami. Listen, Miami's still going to win that game by double digits. Washington's done. Oh, like this season, this season's a wrap. Nick, for them. There's literally no need to run with Tua, those receivers, right. those passing concepts against that secondary. Like literally you don't need to run the football. I'm with you. A. Chan shouldn't touch the field in this game. This is all about Tyree Kill overs, all about Jalen Waddle overs. I absolutely love Tua's longest completion in this game. It could be 99 and a half yards. I'm taking the over. Doesn't matter. He's going to throw over it. I mean, this is just, is, is there a worse possible matchup for the commander's secondary than going against this Dolphins passing oh, attack? Probably not. So, uh, yeah, man. Take take the receiver overs. Tua's going to have a monster day. Um I mean, Tyreek 120 plus receiving yards. Just, just go crazy with it. Although what concerns me is they just go up so big that right. they do start running the football just to, just to get out of there. It, it felt the like thing. last week was the spot to kind of see how Washington would respond, right? Because they had that horrible loss to the Bears, responded with a nice road win at Atlanta, had that horrible loss to the Giants, Christmas or Thanksgiving Day national TV against their arch rival you thought they'd play, and then as soon as that game got out of hand, they just quit. I think the same thing could 
happening against Miami. It's just, it's going to be better soon. It's going to be better soon. It's going to be better soon. Hey, how serious are the Broncos' playoff chances? I kind of like it. We're going to ask Zach By live from Denver next. It's BetMGM Tonight.